Hey there, I'm Trevor Houston, the creator of the Who You Know Summit, and I'd like to welcome you to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. On our program, we'd like to show you a job search like you've never seen. Everything from getting noticed by employers, how to properly format your resume, and how to network effectively using LinkedIn to drive recruiters to your profile. We even take suggestions from our amazing community. So if you want to learn all things job search, go ahead and subscribe now. Focus. It's all about the job search. So if you want to learn how to land that next success, you heard them. All you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing. Welcome back to the Who You Know Job Networking Show, where what you know is important, but... Who you know? Who you know? know? That can make all the difference in your job search. It definitely can. And let me tell you who I know. We got Roger Brooks in the house. And Roger Brooks is the host of American Real TV. He's a three-time best-selling author and CEO of the Best Seller Academy, where he helps busy people write, publish, and market their first book. If everybody can welcome Roger Brooks to the house. All right, Roger. Welcome. Hey, weren't you Thank writing you. a book? Weren't you going to write a book? Yeah, that's I why I got some questions. Yeah, I got yeah, some you, questions. He, we need to talk to Roger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got questions for Roger. Uh, okay, hey, Roger. Um, so you're crushing it, man. Like three best, best time, or blah, 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 best-selling books. <laughs> All time, I can't even talk. You got some. You you slanging books, bro. You out there slanging books. I like that. Uh, how do you do that, man? Like, where does that where does that start? Where did you get started being an author? I tell you, it was just one of those things that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to become a writer. And actually, what happened was I went to a conference down in Florida one year for one of my favorite authors, Jeffrey Gittimer. He was hosting a sales conference. Oh, okay. And in the conference, he said something that really resonated with me. And he said, writing leads to wealth. Ooh. And I okay. thought about that. And I thought about that. And what he meant, not only financial wealth, but fulfillment. Ooh. Because writing is one of those things that if you could get into it, uh, we all have our own things that we are good at, right? So whatever industry we're in, maybe it's a passion, maybe it's a memoir, we have that information inside mm -hmm. of our head. Yep. So I feel it's our duty to be able to get that out. Yes. So Trevor, you have to write your book. Thank you. It's our duty to get that out so others can benefit from that information, from that experience, from whatever knowledge that we have, we need to pass that on. Wow. If you think about it, over the ages, look how they passed on, you know, from, you know, the, the, the writings that were inside the pyramids um, for generations and generations and hundreds and thousands of years, people have been trying to pass on knowledge. So it's our, it's, I feel it's our duty to do so. I love that. I'm going to give you a mic drop for that. Yeah. Um, I'm a big follower of uh, Grant Cardone. And one of the things that he says is he says, like, success is your obligation. It's your duty, right? And, and I think where he's going with that is, like, it's your duty to get that out, you know, to get, like you said, it's your obligation. If you have something uh, that can help people, something that can make an impact, like, just going and doing one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you're not going to make impact. You're not going to really change the world. But writing a book, mm -hmm. you know, creating a course, doing something that you can scale, 
can really make an impact on this world. So and I you, love that. You also brought up a very key point, which is wealth, right? The definition of wealth or the concept of wealth. And it's not about money. It's about impact. It's not about money, right? Um, and so I think, you know, viewer audience, that's a very, very key point. Um, speaking of which, not being about money, but you've got this academy, right? Bestseller Academy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What is it? So it's really a way to help people like Trevor um, organize their thoughts in order to put it into a book. So the way I look at writing a book, because I did it myself, I learned the hard way. It was, you know, back before we had all these things that we do today for on Google to do a search or YouTube videos. Um, I had to figure it out myself. So in that process and doing it a couple of times, I learned a system. I made up my own system. So what the academy is, is I really break down the system of writing a book into a project. So if you look at it over a three-month period, it's a 12-week program. If you look at this as a project over three months, and if you do a little bit every day and try to, instead of trying to write the whole thing in a weekend or over you know, a year, if you do a little bit every day, then that leads to progression. And the whole idea is to write one chapter a week. So I meet with people live uh, on the weekend. And then during the week, they're doing their writing so then they could come prepared the next week to ask the questions or talk about what's upcoming. And, and I read everything. I read their work so I could give them feedback. I put myself um, as the reader for them and make sure that that book is in really good shape before it gets to an editor so it could then go to publishing. Wow, I love that. I love that. So how do you, uh, what do they say? How do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time? Well, well it's a right. concept of, and, and actually Mike Scoville, um, one of the, our mentors here, he broke that down, right? A goal, a project, a task, right? And a goal might be this huge thing in uh, the project even might be this larger than I can can handle type concept. But the tasks, if you break it down into tasks, are easy, right? right. Are relatively easy. So. so, okay. So you were saying earlier, you were talking about me writing a book. So success leaves clues. I always talk about that. And if I were to write a book, you're saying I should start with the bestseller academy. Now. I'm gonna do that. Like I'm, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come check out your academy, man. That's number one, because I do. I gotta get this from here to here, okay? But I got just some uh, questions on that because I've been playing around with the idea and stuff like that, and I've heard people talk about transcribing audio. Mm, yeah. Okay. Like with technology now, okay. Would you recommend that? Where let's say I was to do a presentation or a video or something and to start transcribing a bunch of audio into written form text and then start to formulate the ideas and structure around, or does that just get messy? Well, look, it, it, it all depends on the individual. It's not a one size fits all. Okay. So that it, I do a discovery call. That's the very first thing that we do. Got so it. we have to find the right medium for the, you know, the, the individual. If you prefer audio, you know, talking into your phone and then letting it transcribe, and that's your preferred medium, then that's just fine. I worked with someone um, who doesn't really have a computer. He has a phone, he, he doesn't like to type, he doesn't like to write. He wrote the entire book through transcription, through talking and texting. 
So that, that certainly can be um, one way. But before you get there, you have to be really organized mm -hmm. so that when you go into your actual session, you know or you have a, a good idea of all the points that you want to cover as you're talking. Right. That way, that way it's like you said, keeps it organized so it's not just a bunch of thought all over the yeah, place. Yeah, just and this then it, big jumbled yeah, thought. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Some people like to write. You know, I, I love to write. So what I do is I get up early every morning, and that's my writing time. I like when it's quiet. I, I like to feel the keyboard. I actually do a lot of handwriting mm. uh, sometimes before it goes on to the, to the keyboard. So it really just depends on what the person, what that individual wants to do. And then I conform to their preferred way. I love that. I love that. So everybody's different. You got to do it the way that works the best for you. Uh, the reason why I'm asking this question for our job seeker audience. Okay. I got a question for you. I had an idea. And this idea was uh, to help job seekers be able to get more informational interviews, okay? And I thought, you know what? If you've got to do interviews and you've got to talk with companies and you got to talk to people that work at those companies, why not be able to feature them, give them something of value? And so my idea was the Job Seeker podcast, right? Where the job seekers would uh, have their own like live stream show like this, be able to interview uh, employees, the companies they want to work for, and then actually transcribe that into a book about their journey. So, so, and then they could take the content, video content and chop it up for micro content. So anyways, I had this big grand screen scheme idea to, to help job seekers to become more visible. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I love it. Look, I, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with it. what do you think I, I was really going? like the idea. Um, <laughs> It's something unique, right? Uh, and, and it can be done, absolutely. And a lot of people are doing things like this today. So it, it's very, very possible. It's a great idea. What, what I would suggest even, you know, in addition to that Ooh. is, and, and this is the whole thing with Jeffrey Gittimer when I went to his conference when he was talking about writing leads to wealth, is to write a book. Because when you could write a book and you send that in with your resume, oh. You want to talk about being at the top of the pile for your industry. Mm -hmm. um, I know by experience, I know what it did for me in my career. I wrote my first business book in 2010 on um, customer loyalty. It was called The Power of Loyalty. Entrepreneur Magazine or Entrepreneur Press did publish the book. It changed the game. And, and that's what Jeffrey Gittimer was talking about, that if you could write, you may want to write for a trade journal or a trade magazine or you know online newsletter. Um, when you write, people recognize you. There's a lot of people that write for Forbes. Yep. Uh, I think Stephanie Saunders, your previous guest, you know, was honored by Forbes. Correct. So there's a lot of ways to get exposed to the people who are hiring. But I could tell you this, if you write a book, it's going to take a little bit more time and effort. It will absolutely help you get to the top of the resume pile. I love that. I love that's that. A, yeah, that's a mic drop. Now, Top of the resume pile, what about top of the network? Like, how has that impacted your ability to network and open really doors. get open doors, warm, yep. warm introductions, things like that? Let's just use real life examples because I think those are the best. Um, when I would attend trade shows and conferences before I wrote a book, I was the person from my company attending 
in sitting, standing at the booth, right? So that, that happened for many years. After I wrote my first book, the conferences that I used to go to asked me to speak at the conference. Speak. They wanted to promote my book at the conference. I was now the author that worked for XYZ Company at that same conference, but people looked at me in a different light. Authority. Um, it brought additional credibility that yep. I didn't have before I wrote my book. So it's, a, as I said before, it's a game changer. Um, and the whole idea, especially if you're in, in sales, you know, with, with, when you talk about networking, is that people will start to call you because you'll be looked upon as an expert in the field. You'll right. be looked upon as an authority yes. in your field. And it's, again, I try not to overcomplicate things. As a matter of fact, I try to really simplify it. So when you write your first book, no matter what industry you're in, if you could just really dumb it down to the top qualities or the top things that you would want to express in a book, it can get done within a reasonable time. So again, you're not spending six months or a year making right. it happen. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. So I've seen, I mean, obviously you got these giant books and you got novels and you got the, and then you got like these things that you can digest. Literally they're like little, mm, maybe 50 to a hundred page, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, just like, like, is there hits. a sweet spot or is it more about getting the getting what's out here, you know, getting what's in your head on paper and then being able to uh, produce a result, like being able to actually have them get from A to Z after they're done yeah. reading it? Great question. Look, I'm all about quality. You don't want to just put something out to put it out. It has to be something of value, right? So right. Um, that's number one. That's at the top of the list. Make sure it's of whatever you, whatever content, whether it's a, a post on LinkedIn or you're writing an article or you're writing a book, it should be top quality. Quality. That being said, I also think there's a somewhat of a magic number for someone's first book, about 150 pages. Now that could change based on font size, right? You know, and, and the type of font you use and how the spacing is and all Pictures. that. Pictures. It's just to break it down. <laughs> it's a if you think about 10 chapters, 15 pages a chapter. That's 150 books. So it's not that hard to write 15 pages. Yeah. If you write two pages a day, which again is not that hard once you get in the rhythm, then every week you could have a chapter. So do you see how the sequence can work? Mm -hmm. So over a 12 week period, and that's why I come up with three months because you need enough time. Uh, it, you may get it done a little sooner. It may take a little bit longer, but about three months, if you, if you work on that project and that becomes your focus for three months, so right now we're at the end of August, September, October, November. So before the holidays, if you started September 1st, you could have a book out there. Wow. And you know what I love about this too? So you're talking about two pages a day, right? Is that what you said? Two pages a yes. day? All right. So I'm also teaching our job seeker audience to post at least one piece of content a day, right? You got to get one piece. You got to market yourself. You got to advertise yourself, right? So one piece of content each day, but you got to have copy for that mm -hmm. content right it's not just an image it's not just a video like you've got to have copy to go with it and so as i think about this i say okay well if i'm going to do one a day so that's that's like one page a day is what i'm writing in my copy you could start to formulate that copy and if you organize it correctly literally your social media strategy can also become your book right 
I love that. And and look, to your point earlier, if you also in the midst of it conduct some interviews with people, boom, you could utilize that content in the book as well. So now there's ways to generate more content quicker mm -hmm. in order to get that book out. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great because when you're you're interviewing people, you're featuring them. And so what you want to do, guys, is all right, I'm just going to give you an example. So I'm an let's say I'm an HR professional and I'm in transition. What I need to do is I need to go and for my target companies, let's say I want to look at, at Coca-Cola. Well, I want to reach out to other HR professionals at Coca-Cola. And I want to say, hey, I'm writing this book. I see you work at Coca-Cola. I'm really interested in that company as well. I'd love to feature you and highlight your experience and what you've done and what's made you so successful there um, and put you in my book. And I will actually, we'll do a, um, a live interview. We'll do an interview if that's okay with you. And and uh, and I'd love to feature you. Is that you know? And, they, and like they're gonna be excited about that. Like think about it. The HR person at Coca Cola has never been featured in anything, <laughs> right? right? Like think no, about that. It's brilliant. It, it's brilliant. <laughs> like they're and gonna I be like what? For my, for my loyalty book, I did something similar. I wanted to bring credibility to my first book, so I went out and interviewed people from you know the Chase Credit Card and TGI Fridays and all these. Uh, loyalty programs that were out there, Starbucks, and I brought that into the book. So it's a very, it's a very similar concept. But I really like your concept because now, not a, not only do you make a great connection at Coca Cola with yep. the HR mm -hmm. manager, but you're featuring them in a book that they may have never had the opportunity to be part of. You yep. made you made a great point earlier, and I want to make sure that the audience picked up on this because you talked about how the book impacted you with your network and open doors and things like that and you said especially if you're in sales well guess what job seekers yeah you are all in sales right now you are all in sales right now i just wanted to not just sure sales sales that. and marketing sales and marketing because let me tell you something without marketing there are zero sales okay <laughs> you can't sell yourself if no one knows you if no one knows you then no one flows you so you have to market too right? Marketing comes before sales, right? You're never going to get that opportunity to get in that interview and sell yourself if no one knows who you are. And that's the problem. You're in the black hole. You're applying online and that resume, you can just, you know what to do with it. It's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So market yourself, put yourself out there. And a book is a great way to market yourself. It's a phenomenal way to market yourself. And it doesn't have to be this like Huge, yeah, huge, huge novel. Yeah. Right. So I love that, and I, I am. I'm gonna write a freaking book, man. Roger, <laughs> Roger we we'll asked, we asked Stephanie this um, influence. Who has made an impact in your life? Who, who's helped you get to where you are today? Yes. Look, I, I know this is a faith-based show, which is great. Um, I feel that I've had literally a guarding angel my whole life. So. Since I was young, I mean, some something, whether a spirit or whatever it is, has been looking over me my entire life. I was one of these kids that grew up in a very middle class, even lower middle class uh, area, uh, hardworking parents, hardworking neighborhood, Slovak neighborhood. Um, and there's been so many people from my little league baseball coach, Fran Heath, who is now gone to um, a, a gentleman, Glenn MacGyver, who my father worked with, and he was also my basketball coach. A lot of coaches, because I played sports. Uh, Jack Dunn at Portland State University, who was my baseball coach there. 
Um, and then when I got into the business world, I actually had the opportunity to work for Clyde Drexler when I was 20 years old um, and his agent, uh, Jim Sapp wow. out in Portland, Oregon, and another guy, Jim Flad in Portland, Oregon. And, um, and then I connected with my old high school principal, Ray Stanton, and him and his son had this business that they were bringing across America that was uh, very similar to the entertainment book, a coupon book that was sold as a, as a fundraiser. And then I ended up working for them for 20 years. Wow. Uh, Ray Jr. became my brother-in-law. So we're brother-in-laws, our wives are sisters. <laughs> wow. So there's been so many people, but I've, I've had this guardian angel That's the entire time until today. I mean, I'm, I, I, I kid you not. That see, I love that you you know that journey. You know mm -hmm. that you you've connected those dots. Now let me ask you a question: Those people that you just mentioned, like describe them. Or is it like is it kind of like we were talking about earlier with Stephanie? Were they have they been hard on you? Were they encouraging? Like what? Describe those folks to us for a second. Yeah, I believe um, a, a, a mixture for sure. So I think about my my little league coach Fran Heath. He. I did not like this coach. The first couple of weeks, oh my gosh, I didn't think I could do it. But I was nine years old, right? Right. So, but he was so tough. Yes. That he toughened me up. I needed that yep. at nine and then 10. And by the time I was 11 and 12, you know, I became an all star. Yes. Because of him, you know. So <laughs> when, when you're that young and you're able to have some influence from someone like Fran Heath in your life, that changes your trajectory. I believe that. That's why as adults now, it's our duty, again, to make sure that we're there for our youngsters, not only our kids and our, our family, but neighbors, you know, uh, kids of, of our friends. Um, if we coach, whatever we're involved with, church, people, they look up to us. So it's our duty to make sure that we, we, we are that tough person if we need to. If, mm -hmm. if they say something out of line, if whatever it may be, that we're there to help them and help guide them. So yes, to answer your question, um, guys like Fran Heath, Glenn MacGyver was tough on me. Um, uh, my counselor, Judd Blanchard, he was real tough on me because I wasn't great academically. He pushed me and pushed me and, and I needed that. And then of course, through my business career, there's been many, many people who, who challenged me and, and uh, for the better. I think the, the, the great coaches, they lean on and they push those that they see the biggest potential in, right? It's like if I see somebody that I'm like, I look into them and I, and I see this massive ball of energy and this potential that, I, that, you know, right in front of me in this vessel. And I'm like, oh, man, you could just be so great. And they don't see it in themselves. I'm like, man, I've got to wake this person up. And I don't yes. care how I got to do it. Maybe I got to like, wake up, man. You, you need to move forward. Let's go. And like, those are the times where the coaches will really push on you is because they see, they see something that you don't see. Yep. And you don't like it at the time, but when you reflect on it, you look back you and you know. go, wow, yeah. they helped me become yep. that thing that, you know, that ball of energy, that potential. So I love that. Yeah. Um, Roger, uh, you've been dropping mics all over the place, so I want to make sure uh, we've got some giveaways for for the audience as well. So uh, what do we got here? I think we're going to do – what did we say we were going to do? Yeah, oh. one of his books. Oh, one of your books? Yeah. One of your best-selling books? books. First of all, we didn't even mention the name of your books. Can you tell us your, your three uh, best-selling books? Sure. So the first one is The Power of Loyalty. All right. The second one is The Power of Being Rich. Ooh. And that rich word, that's another one, like we talked about wealth. Mm. Um, yes, written, richness financially, but, but more fulfillment. Right. Yeah. right. Right. 
And then uh, the, the third one is build the best you. Build the best you. So which one are we giving away? That's what I want to know. Which one? Uh, you know what? I'll give, if, if it's okay with you, I'll give away one of build the best you and one of the power of being rich because I think they're both relevant to our Dang. conversation. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 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 So let's do this. Uh, what's a good question for the audience? Uh, let's see, man. Uh, good question for the audience. Oh, what's the name of his academy? What's the name of his academy? Tell me in the chat. What is the name of Roger's academy? Tell me. Uh, and then we're gonna give away some books. <laughs> you like that? All right. No, Mark didn't like that. <laughs> I'm just. I'm looking at the comments. He's looking here. at the comments. Yeah, He's ignoring comments. me. He's ignoring me. I'm having some fun over here. <laughs> um, and again, disclaimer, are, disclaimer. While you guys are answering, I do have um, a thought for you guys. Um, when life give you, gives you lemons, right? You make lemonade. But when life gives you melons, you might be dyslexic. Bro, your dad jokes are whizzy. Anyone? Nope. Anyone? Mm -mm. Come nope. on. Come on. It's your delivery. <laughs> Gosh, and I know when they're coming. So Mark has waka, this thing. Waka, waka, waka. He has this thing, and he does dad jokes with Mark, and, and they're just so weak. I'm like, it's the delivery. I got to take you to school, bro. You have to set it up better. It's not that funny. <laughs> All right, so I do have an answer in here. And again, disclaimer, okay? The comments that we see are not always what you see. So I'm going to call out the first two people that I see. And I see Pauline Garrett. So bestseller Academy. Congratulations, Woo! Pauline Garrett. And I also see Leslie Dwyer. Dwyer? Dwyer. Dwyer? Leslie Dwyer. Congrats. <laughs> Pauline and Leslie, congratulations. That's awesome. And I want y'all to do me a huge favor right now. I want you to take your phone out, take your camera out, take a screenshot, okay? Roger has just been awesome, dropping the mics, giving us knowledge. And I want you to just post that thing all over social media, tag him in the post, tell him how much you appreciate and you love him showing up here on the Who You Know Show. Uh, Roger, thank you so much for being here thank with you, us today. Thank you, Roger. We appreciate you. Thank you, you. both. I Guys, really appreciate it. that's the show. It's all about who, who ya know. know. Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show could help someone you know, you know? And if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye.